Welcome to another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. I'm happy you're joining us today. I'm with my co-host, Maria Acevedo, and we're looking forward to introducing our guest today. But as we do each week, we like to take a moment, Marie and I, to just share a few stories about our students and staff. Yes, thanks, Monica. We want to share a few stories about our BMHS Automotive Program first. They were recently featured in the winter issue of Transportation Today, Wisconsin. Our automotive program is certified and provides hands-on learning to our students. The classes prepare our students for entry-level automotive technician positions. And I actually recently heard that they've been doing oil changes as well for some of the teachers over at the high school. So that's really great for both the students and our staff. Whoa, 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 whoa. So they're doing oil change. Did they mention it to all district? Was it just high school staff? I think it's all high school staff for now. Hopefully maybe in the future they'll uh, expand it out to the staff. Yeah. What a great service. Yeah. In addition to to that, um, so big shout out to our automotive program for that. But we also want to share about our French club and our French students. They recently explored French connections in our state. Um, They had a full day of activities, including um, crepe testing, visiting the Luxembourg American Cultural Center, where they translated French postcards. They also visited the Haggerty Museum to experience a variety of paintings, artists, and exhibitions. So they really had a full day of immersing in the French culture. Oh, très bien. Yeah. yeah, That's all the French I know, though. (laughs) I wish I could. I wish I could know know more or whatever. But anyway, I want to share um, kind of a cool story. One of our principals, uh, Michelle Hendrick Nora, she's the principal at McNeil Intermediate School, was recently honored and recognized as one of Wisconsin's most influential black leaders for 2022. And I actually had the opportunity to speak with the managing editor of Madison, uh, Madison365.com, who really has been doing this for a number, number of years. And he said it's so important to um, shine a spotlight on dedicated leaders in Wisconsin, especially dedicated black leaders. Um, He said they select people and honor them from all um, business fields, community. Um, And in our case, happens to be education in one of our principles. And he, he said it's most challenging because these individuals are doing difficult, important work and often in the face of discrimination and literally generations of oppression. So his... um, he wants to elevate their voices, and um, I'm very proud of Michelle, and I know the district is, and uh, Dr. Garrison certainly made comments to that effect in a news release that we shared. So that's really the story I'd like to share today. Yeah, Michelle does a lot of great things over at McNeil. I know, and I'm glad that she's being recognized at the state level. So now I would like to introduce our guest. She is a dedicated and engaging principal works tirelessly for her staff and students, and has introduced some very creative ways to increase student academic achievement and belongingness. So we can't wait to learn all about those things. So I'd like to welcome to our podcast, Miss Brandy Herford, Herford, Principal at Merrill Elementary School. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm hoping we can start out our podcast with you sharing with our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, Well, I'm born and raised from Beloit, Wisconsin. Um, I still have my parents as my strongest supporters who still live here. And I've met them. They were at your school not too long ago. Oh, my gosh. They are the most lovely 
people and they are so supportive of you and your work at Mural. Yeah. Yeah, So I am truly um, humbled in that, in that sense. Um, I have two siblings. I have a sister that works in the district and a brother who doesn't live here. I come from kind of a couple large families in the Beloit and South Beloit area. And um, I have two students in the school district of Beloit and two nephews in the school district of Beloit as well. That's nice. You have a large um, family here right in the area. Yeah, you guys, I know you're really well known. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I've worked in the district for about 20 years. Um, I started as an elementary classroom teacher. Actually, at Robinson Elementary School was my very first job in Beloit um, when I came from Oshkosh. Um, And then I moved to McNeil Intermediate School for a little bit and then became a reading specialist and moved to various elementary schools throughout the district. And then I landed a position as a principal, and this is my eighth year. Now, do you and Maria have a connection from the past? Yeah, Miss Brandy was my teacher over at McNeil. She was? Yes, yes. she was. Ah. Seventh grade language art. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm super proud to see her in such a leadership role and um, giving back to the community and just like, yeah. you know, it just makes your heart happy, right, to see all those type of things. Yeah, it's great to now be able to work with you and see all the great things you're doing, too, in the schools, especially at Merrill. Thank you. It sounds like a lot of your experience within the district really did prepare you for this leadership role as principal of Merrill. What is the best part about being a principal? Oh, I have to say the best part about being a principal is the students, right? Um, So I get that opportunity every day to be in and out of classroom and watch kids learn so many different things, right? From three-year-olds all the way to third grade and just see um, the different complexities to just Mm -hmm. see some of the different curriculum. I get to see light bulbs go off all day long, all over Mm -hmm. the place. Um, Just kids get so excited to be able to explain the math problem to me. Mr. Herford, come see how I did this. Are you going to listen to me read today um just some of those things so that is the hugest highlight um i would also say families we have great families in beloit um and so to be able to share some of those things like um you know i'm able to connect with families send them pictures of kids reading like look who's reading today or you know those type of things so truly uh, just the students they just really they make your day go fast they are always excited to see you and it's just so nice to be able to walk through a whole building and be able to do that to be honest right now, your face completely lit up yes, when you're ta- did, and yes. you're smiling and your energy just went. Um, so I can truly tell you very passionate about your students, families and staff. Yes, you very much are. And we know you have implemented the RCA house system over at Merrill. Can you share with us what RCA stands for and give us an overview of what that system is? Okay, um, so um, RCA stands for the Ron Clark Academy. Um, it is a school based out of Atlanta, Georgia. We're kind of using it as like a model school for some different things that we would like to look at at Merrill. Um, so they really boost high student engagement, um, high expectations, and a lot of parental and involvement. So how we're pulling the community and the families in um, as well for different activities. And so that's kind of their thing. Um, started a couple of years ago, actually with Michelle Hendricks, Nora, we did some virtual PD. Um, we started that way. And PD means? Professional development. Thank you. And we started that way. Our staff just loved it, the way they helped us come up with different ways to engage kids during our virtual learning. Um, and we did a little bit of work with um, working with black boys 
in that as well. And so um, Merrill actually has always had Ron Clark Academy as like in their improvement plans. Mm -hmm. It just never kind of got off the ground and happened. So work through my with my building leadership team. And we just continue like people like, oh, we're so excited. And so then that's kind of how we started. So I'm very excited to be able to take staff to professional development. So we have it's kind of a twofold. Mm -hmm. So there's an academic part. And then there's a, a house system. So um, and somehow the house system connects all of that together. And so um, for about a year ago, we also did like a book study on some different expectations, like really working on having those high expectations for students, even though we know they have challenges and we know they have traumas and we know that everyone has a different situation. Right. Like we still want to hold those high expectations at school. Mm -hmm. So there was an entire book study mm -hmm. done by a team of my staff to kind of look at those expectations. And then we adapted those expectations to Maryland, our student body, and then work through with our staff on those expectations that we hold for our students. So they're called the 45 essentials. Mm -hmm. um, so we look at those 45 essentials and we work on teaching the kids that. Uh, so we work on character building. We're working on growth. We're working on effort. And we're working on those academics, celebrating their academics. So um, we have four houses. So our, mm. our first day of school was kind of, uh, you know, really different. I know the kids were probably like, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> I heard it was fabulous. So talk a little bit about that and the house. Okay. So we divided our staff um, into four houses. So we have... Um, the Altruismo House, which is the House of Givers. Mm -hmm. That's our black house. We have the Amistad House, the House of Friendship. That's our red our red house. We have the Isabindi Green House of Courage. And then our blue house of River, the House of Dreams. Mm -hmm. And so um, the staff was divided by house and staff were able to bond and get together and, you know, figure it out like, oh, we share this common bond of this house. Um, so then we set up and decorated and designed for the kids the whole first day of school. And and students were able to kind of like go through a maze, you know, jump through a bounce house and spin a wheel. And then they were able to like by fate be chosen into a house. Mm -hmm. And so then everyone goes crazy and cheers for them as they run to one of those four houses. And then their house celebrated them, gave them something to represent their house. And we went through the entire school like that the first day. Wow. Do you continue that work with the houses now? That wasn't just a get assigned to a house and done it's it's an actual curriculum and a flow through throughout the entire school year yes so we actually have um, house meetings twice a month and so that is when we kind of rearrange our schedule and we work a little bit more on social emotional um, setting students up for stuff so like I'll give you an example we were having a really hard time with kids bringing back folders and having their responsibility well we put that into our house system and our house they have all their house color folders and it's like you got to bring this back to represent your house and so kids would bring that folder back and forth and because they want to work for their house you know they want to make sure that their house is doing well they don't want people to say oh we need you to do this for your house they just know it they want that they love that sense of ownership that sense of feeling together belongingness and belonging yes um so just one example of kind of how we've used the house system they also have, we also have like cheers and chants that the kids can run um one of the great things that i've seen um is the students will walk past me sometimes and just give me like their silent house signal in the hallway um, especially my house. I'm the house of altruismo. So they'll see me and they'll show, they'll like show me that diamond. And I'm like, right, keep up the good work. Right. Um, so just those type of things. So it's given us a different way to bond and to help build those expectations.
Um, our house system has an app. And so um, the house app is connected to every student. And when we put in those house points, we're able to define what the kids did. That was amazing. And then give them house points. We're also connected to families. So families are able to get like a one-way text message um, that pretty much says, so, you know, um, Lisa moved up a reading level, you know, from a 2R to a white today. Way to go, Lisa. Right. And then the parents get that, you know, kind of feel good message about their kids working hard for the day. So just those type of things. Yeah, I think you kind of shared some of those benefits and successes that you've seen this year from the system, but do you want to share any additional ones that you've seen? Um, I think that with our house system, we're able to even track our reading. So we're trying to change that data story where the students are more responsible for their data. All the time you see, like we create these spreadsheets and we're working through with kids how to do things. Kids now want to know what their level is. They want to know how many house Mm -hmm. points they got. So we're transferring that data to them and transferring that ownership. So we check monthly with our reading to see where they are, and then I assign those points and we celebrate kids. We do also do building-wide celebrations. We call them house parties. Mm -hmm. We do those once a quarter where we put the whole house together. We dress in full costume, and then we celebrate all of our top point earners, and they get a chance to spin the wheel for additional points. So we put a big wheel on our loo, and the kids go up and spin it. Um, In my house, I actually had a student win like 100 points, so we got 100 additional points for our house um, but everyone got to pick their top four um, and they were able to spin the wheel for additional points or like a free recess or a lot of other options that we had for just their house so um, just other things that I've noticed um, we are connected to like a global leaderboard mm-hmm. and so um, we are able to see throughout the world how well all of the houses are doing so like i'll give you an example so the blue house it is in fourth place at merrill which is fine we're still four houses one merrill we're all still working hard but i like to showcase the global one they are first place globally Mm -hmm. so with all the the buildings and districts and schools that are doing it that house is running in first place so it's always possible so we're trying to get the kids to connect to something bigger than themselves And you know what I like about this? Also, how our actions have not only impact to us and the people who are near to us, but a broader world. So you're really being able to show them how what they're doing has a ripple effect. That is awesome. It is really awesome. It's a lot of great things you guys are doing. Thank you. Let's add a little bit of fun to the interview. Do you want to share with us a favorite lunch item of yours? Um, So I have to say it's a little messy, but it's my favorite. (laughs) It is definitely those nachos with the meat and all those Doritos. And is that cheese. like a walking, like no, a walking taco? Like, okay, I didn't know. That, yeah. Definitely. Oh, um, that's got to be it. That and the frozen yogurt on Fridays. Oh yeah, they do like have yogurt, that at elementary right? schools now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you know, I, I want to uh, loop back just a little bit. I'm so glad Maria asked that question, mm-hmm. but you have also implemented some other creative things. Now you mentioned the word loo and that may, may be new to people. You said you use the loo to do a spin. So we're going to talk about that, but you also introduced some artwork into Merrill this year, another creative way um, to have a sense of belongingness for your students. So can you talk about the artwork and then maybe give a little exp- uh, explanation of what the loo is? 
Okay, so um, I'll start with the artwork. So um, when I kind of had arrived at Mira, I was at a different building um, prior to, I just noticed that it didn't necessarily represent the student population. So um, I worked hard. I was able to secure a grant from the State Line Foundation, and we were also given donations from Beloit Youth Baseball, New Life Church, the Elite Ladies, and they gave us all these donations to get this artwork done. I was able to use Rashid Atlas, um, who is a former SDB employee and his mom actually, um, or I'm sorry, um, student, former SDB student. And his mom actually was the principal at Merrill Elementary School years ago. Um, and he was able to create that artwork. His dad actually still works for the district. Um, and so he created a mural for me. Um, the student population is it is mainly um, Latinx students and African-American students. And so we were able to put some different heroes, past and present, on the wall for students to see in a very nice mural. Um, so when they walk through the hallways, they're able, you know, to have to feel that sense of success and know that they can be that person, too. Yeah, I've walked, to Mar- I've walked through Merrill and the artwork is beautiful. Thank you. And the lose system. Let's talk about that. Because Maria and I have seen that in action. We have seen it in action with your gym classes. Yeah. Yes. So our students love that lose system. So it is an interactive system where you're throwing a ball at the wall. And so we do, um, we can do check-ins and check-outs, social, emotional, like when they come into gym class, we can also reinforce um, some of those basic skills. Um, we could do some problem solving with puzzles. We reinforce those math skills. So they're competing. All students like to compete. They like that gaming culture, right? So we're trying to connect and engage them in a different way. And so then they're able to go against their classmates, throw a ball, involve some physical activity, but also work on some of those things. Even my 4K is able to work on their colors. It, I mean, it is a full wall. It's like an interactive uh, computer game, but on your entire gymnasium wall. And like you said, the kids use balls to answer questions. There's races. We've seen them yeah. running. Yes, it, puzzles. Puzzle. It's just so cool. Very, very cool. And again, another thing that you have brought uh, to Merrill, again, the number one goal um, student academic achievement and that feeling of belongingness and your house system. Now you've got Lou, your artwork, working with your staff, professional development, you know, Brandy, you have really elevated opportunities, um, for our, our students at Merrill. So that's fabulous work. So let me ask you this. Is there anything else you would like to add before we close out our podcast with you today? Um, I, I definitely have to say that it's all about creating that shared leadership because I'm only one person and I can only do um, so much, right? Like eventually I'm going to run out of time. So it's really nice to be able to like find that staff and understand and empower staff who then can kind of work on some of these different things like our drumming or our majorettes. Um, I think we just got a Cub Scout troop back at Merrill Elementary School. I don't know when's the last time they had one of those. Um, so, um, and we will be adding 608 kids. Um, they are coming to us. We don't have an after school care program, um, but some of our students were going to 608 kids and now they will be housed at Merrill Elementary School. So excited to have that. We're kind of correlating with some reading to help with tutoring so that we can, you know, again, work on raising the level for students and our academics. 
And I like how you said, you know, it takes your entire staff working together. So under your leadership, um, building those relationships among staff and students. So um, Maria did give me a little nudge because I forgot one of my questions. So we are asking all of our podcast guests to share with us what one book they would recommend that somebody read. And we're going to put a list together on our website. So can you please share with us a book that you would recommend? So um, this one, and I read it a while ago, but it still just sticks in my head. Um, It's called The Growth Mindset Playbook. Mm. Um, And it's by Annie Brack and Heather Hunley. And so um, it just talks about, you know, I don't know if you know the Carol Dweck stuff with growth mindset and teaching kids that maybe you don't have this yet, but you can continue to grow, you know, not shut down. Um, But what I love about this playbook is it gives you really practical ideas on what to do with your staff and your students to continue to build that growth mindset. Right. Um, Because we don't want a fixed mindset, because if we have a fixed mindset, then we'll never believe that we can achieve. Right. We want that growth mindset and we might not be there yet. Right. We might see that grade level reading and we want to get there, but we're not there yet. But we don't need to be discouraged. We need to just worry about building all those small goals to get there and celebrate along the way all those small things that will get us there. So share the book title again and the authors. Okay, um, The Growth Mindset Playbook. And that is by Annie Brack and Heather Hundley. Wow. Thank you very much, Brandy. But now we have a little surprise for you. We end each podcast with a fast-paced either-or question. So Maria's going to explain it to you, and then we're going to go for it. Or you're going to go for it. All right, I'm ready. We got this. Yeah, so it's a rapid-fire questions of either-or. So we're going to give you 10 options, and you're just going to decide one. Don't think about it. Just decide one of the two. And you're going to have 30 seconds. Are you ready? I got this. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready? Crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Speeding ticket or parking ticket? Speeding ticket. (laughs) Fruits or vegetables? Fruit. Texting or calling? Texting. Sports car or pickup truck? Pickup truck. I'm kind of country. A week of summer or a week of winter? Definitely a week of winter. I wish I was a bear so I could hibernate. No, I'm sorry. A, a week of summer. Oh, if, I hi- if I could hibernate during the week of winter, there I would take go. it. There you go. There you go. A potted plant or a bouquet of flowers? Bouquet of flowers. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. And then highway or back roads? Highway. You can I'm go really you. fast. She's got those. <laughs> she's got maybe those speed tickets. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Brandy, we have so enjoyed the past 20 minutes with you and our listeners are going to really enjoy hearing about um, Mary- Merrill Elementary. So I want to thank our listeners today. We've had several hundred downloads of our podcast. So please keep sharing the word about our podcast. Um, we are grateful to our listeners. We're also uh, grateful to our student intern, Mason Jordan. We don't say that enough, Mason. Mason produces our show, edits it and makes us sound good. So I I hope all of you will join us next Friday where we will air another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you.